This is In the Word, On the Go, the podcast where we look at one verse from God's Word for 10 minutes of your day. Welcome to In the Word, On the Go. I'm Champ Thornton, your host. Whether you're listening by yourself or with a family, this podcast is here for you to spend 10 more minutes in God's Word while you go about your day. In each episode, I get to interview one person about a favorite verse from the Bible. And today I get to welcome Dr. Russell Moore. Russ is president of the Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission of the Southern Baptist Convention. He's the former provost and dean at Southern Seminary, where he's currently the distinguished professor of Christian ethics. He's the author of numerous best-selling books, including The Storm-Tossed Family, How the Cross Reshapes the Home, and Adopted for Life, The Priority of Adoption for Christian Families. Russ and his wife, Maria, are the parents of five sons. Dr. Moore, it's great to have you on the podcast. Uh, great to be with you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So I am eagerly looking forward to the verses you might have for us today. What's that passage? Uh, the passage would be Luke uh, 23, 42, in which uh, the criminal on the other side of Jesus uh, says, uh, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. So, Dr. Moore, if you were to put this verse in your own words, what would that sound like? How would you paraphrase it? Uh, it would be really hard to paraphrase it any simpler than it's already uh, <laughs> worded, uh, because, and I think that's part of why I love it, is the simplicity uh, that's happening here of somebody who's who's dying, uh, somebody who knows that he's he's lived a very bad life, very deficient life, and he needs he needs grace. Um, I think it's really simply and, and sharply worded. It is, isn't it? So what's some of the context around it? You already alluded to it briefly, but the fuller story here, what's what's going on when we pick up this verse? Uh, Jesus, as he's being crucified, uh, he has two criminals on either side of him. And often, uh, sometimes our translations will say thief. And I think sometimes what we think of is somebody you know, dressed in all black, stealing into a house and stealing a television. Uh, <laughs> this would have been a lot worse than that. Uh, these would have been really, really rough uh, criminals who are uh, probably very violent. And so it would have been a really bad life uh, that this person had had lived. And, and one of the, the criminals on one side of Jesus uh, was asking for him to save them, meaning to, to physically get them off of their crosses mm-hmm. and kind of taunting him to do that. But this one wasn't. He said, you know, our, our judgment is right and our judgment is just. But Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. So he, he has this understanding of, of justice. He, he, under, he understands justice, but he also is pleading for, for grace here. And so Jesus says to him, today you will be with me in paradise. So he actually receives that request. Uh, and it's just a, a beautiful action that's all taking place while on crosses uh, on the side of the road. And probably most people passing by would not have even noticed these conversations at all. Hmm. So I think it's such a familiar text because every time we see uh, the image of a cross, often it's surrounded by two other crosses and and reminded of this story. So you've probably known about this verse or this story most of your life. How did it become so meaningful to you personally? Uh, I think, honestly, one reason is because I heard a sermon, it's got to be 25 years ago almost, uh, where a uh, Welsh preacher was uh, coming through town and was uh, talking about the fact that if 
this thief on the cross had had any believing family members, they probably would have assumed that he went to hell Hmm. and probably would have been the most shocked people in the universe uh, to see him in the kingdom of God. And he said, you know, who knows uh, with any person Uh, The grace of God can take effect of that person right up until the very last minute. And so it really changed the way that I viewed people because there would be people that I loved that I'd shared the gospel with and maybe they had died. And um, and and ever since that moment, I thought, you know, it could be that the what was planted in their heart uh, may have, uh, maybe in those last few seconds of their life, they may have done just like this and said, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it changed things for me. And then more importantly, in terms of my own life, um, I realized that's that's who I am. I'm, I'm somebody in need of mercy, somebody who is a sinner, and somebody whose only hope is to look to Jesus and say, there is a future, but it's your future. Mm-hmm. And I ask you to include me in it. And so that's uh, that's one of the reasons why I have um, I have notes for my family for when I die. And one of the things that I have noted in there about the funeral and everything is that on my gravestone, I want this verse. Uh, And he said, uh, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom, because I want that to be the sort of life plea from me. Yeah, it's not like that's uh, there's a robber, there's a thief, there's a criminal over there, and oh, look at the mercy shown to him. But it's like, look at the thief and criminals that that we are in our hearts and yeah. the grace that's shown to all of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the point of Romans 1 through 3 is um, in the, the judgment of God reveals that we're all uh, we're all standing here deficient before God and we need we need grace. So one question we like to ask on the podcast is what makes it difficult to live this verse out? What would be some of the challenges we might anticipate as we're thinking through uh, embracing and living out this verse? I think that that people sometimes have um, difficulty in two different directions. So I find with myself, sometimes I become so confident in myself that I believe that I somehow don't need grace. Uh, And so I I feel as though I can perform and accomplish on my own. And then sometimes I think that people think uh, that somehow they're beyond God's grace and and mercy. And sometimes I grapple with that and think, well, God's disappointed in me. God's angry with me. God, uh, those, those sorts of things, not usually thinking those things in some logical sort of way, but it's at the subconscious kind of heart level where people think, if if God really knew me, he would never want me in his kingdom. And, and the, the reality of what scripture reveals and what this scripture points out, Jesus knows absolutely who this person is uh, and knows absolutely the worst stuff about him. And nonetheless uh, says, today you will be with me. In, in paradise. I mean, that's, that's it. That's, a, that's the whole thing right there. Mm, that's so good. So right now we're recording during the middle of the uh, coronavirus crisis. But mm-hmm. if in some undetermined future time, you were in a vehicle with your family, <laughs> and you're yeah. actually going somewhere in public, yeah. uh, and dropping your, your boys off somewhere. And let's say you were discussing this verse together. What's something that you would want to say to them bef- before you let them out? Uh, I would want I would want them to know that there is um, there is nothing that they can ever do that is hidden from God 
and there's nothing they can ever do that would put them uh, outside of uh, God's offer of mercy. Mm-hmm. And so I, I would I would want uh, sometimes I think that if you think about Jesus's story of the the runaway son, mm-hmm. sometimes I think we need to say that to people before they're runaways. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and maybe they never will be. Uh, maybe they'll always be faithful, but I think there's something that when that prodigal son came to himself in the pig pen, uh, as the Bible says, mm-hmm. there, there was something there that he latched onto. And I would want to point to this scripture and say, see, look at the goodness of God here and look at the grace of God here and how both of those two things come together in the cross. Yes, absolutely. So as families are getting ready to wrap up this podcast Maybe there's a question that they could discuss when the podcast is over about this verse. What's a discussion question that they could discuss amongst themselves? Uh, I might say, imagine uh, how this uh, criminal would have uh, felt to hear those words from Jesus, to to, to be told you have a future uh, and it's a future beyond all your imagination. What, what, What must the feeling of that be and why don't we feel that right now? Oh, what unbelievable hope the Lord gives us when we think mm. about the fact that we have a future with him because of his grace. Yeah. It's wonderful. Well, Dr. Moore, thank you for being on the podcast today. Would you just close our time by lifting this verse up in prayer for us all? Lord, we ask that you would uh, remember us uh, when you come into your kingdom. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your goodness. And we thank you that even though we have done nothing to deserve your love, nothing to deserve your acceptance, that you've given it to us in the cross. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to In the Word on the Go. For more information about this podcast or to listen to past episodes, visit wordonthego.net.